On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are emanating positive vibes only, Tate. Mm. It's, uh, the world is falling apart around us. It has been for a few months, obviously, but uh, not a great week in the sports world this week. Um, Stanford cuts 11 sports, including sailing. As a sailor mm. myself, I was really heartbroken to see that. Uh, the Ivy League then comes out and says they're doing no sports until January 1st at the very earliest. No sports whatsoever. Uh, and then just today, the Big Ten is saying that conference – football or football is only going to be conference games but meanwhile Kevin Warren the commissioner of the Big Ten and Gene Smith the athletic director at Ohio State are both like doing interviews saying uh we're, we're kind of worried there might not be a season at all um other conferences are probably going to follow uh Steven Jackson is an absolute moron on Instagram uh and, and Deshaun Jackson is as well obviously he's the one who started it and then Steven Jackson's just doubling down meanwhile worst of all perhaps the worst news of all Tate the 2020 Cancun Challenge according to John Rostein has been moved from Cancun to Florida mm. temporarily uh, until it's probably canceled at some point. Um, just a very, very bad week in the sports world. Not a lot to be optimistic about. Not a lot to be happy about. And we're going to do our best to flush it all down and, mm. and have positive vibes only. And Suppress try to it find down. A good, Dude, yeah, just yes, push it down yes. right now. Yes. Because it's just overwhelming. It's too much. So our, our goal for today's show, instead of just like – because we don't want to make every show – like Tate and I have both been kind of pessimistic on the NBA restart and whether they're going to see it through to the finish line and just kind of the state of the world. I just don't want every show to be us like saying, mm-hmm. this is stupid, none of this matters, what is the point of any of this? Yeah, we don't want to be staying in South Park when everything is shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. We want to be better than yes. that. We want to take things and try to flip them in a fun way. The best so here's what, here's what we're going to try to do on the show today. Positive vibes only. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. the NBA arrivals. The bubble is happening, folks. Uh, the, the teams are showing up. We're getting – Joel Embiid in hazmat suits. We're getting <laughs> Cribs videos from Pat Beverly and, and food updates from Troy Daniels and Chris Chioza. Um, th- there are some roster additions on some of these teams. We want to talk about that. Uh, Michael Beasley. I'm him. I'm him. <laughs> he said he's back. He's here. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of that. Uh, TBT also, the Titus and Tate curse is in full effect. Or is it the <laughs> no, Titus no, and no, Tate no, no, bump? No. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I feel like this is what you wanted, Mark Titus. This is, is what you put out in the ether. In the last episode, we had these guys on, and it was over for them as soon as they came on. Also, uh, Zion Williamson update, uh, the lawsuit that will <laughs> uh, never excuse end. Excuse you, Zion Williamson. That's, Zion a, that's, a, that's what we learned. Stun. That was yeah. his real name. He changed it when he went to Duke, apparently. Yeah, that's on the docket for today. Positive vibes only. If you're a hater, if you're negative, turn this podcast off. This isn't for you. This is our message to the haters today. This is our message <laughs> to the vibes. haters. It's positive vibes only. If you don't like it, there's the door. Let's mm. get after it. But first, Woody Durham. All right, it's Thursday afternoon. Uh, we just got done watching, or I did at least, just got done watching the, the, the last TBT game. The lead eight in TBT has been set, Tate. And one team that will not be participating in the basketball tournament moving forward is the team that was on our podcast <laughs> earlier in the week, the defending champion, the Ohio State alumni team that, what is this, year four for them, year five, mm-hmm. and I have not been asked to be on the team once. Uh, I roasted John Diebler every second he was on here. Um, I was disgusted by his performance on this podcast. I thought he would be entertaining. He was not. He was horrible on the podcast. And then they lost. They went out and lost to a 16 seed. They pulled, as someone tweeted at me, they pulled the reverse Virginia. They won the title and then lost to the 16 seed the next year. Your thoughts as an innocent bystander to all this, to, to the Diebler-Titus uh, beef that's going on here? 
We talk about a curse and a bump, and this time around, it's confusing, right? It could be either one or the other. It is a very blip or bomb situation. We've been there before. We understand what it can be and what it cannot be. And what I think it is here, Mark Titus, is the opposite of Virginia, like you're saying. And I think we did it on purpose. I think you did it on purpose. I think that you saw them win the championship without you. I think you saw the champagne showers, and you said to yourself, what is going on? Evan Turner just coached a team of my yeah. teammates to a championship what is this so you brought them on the program we splintered the group they left that room they didn't know who the main guy was you, you got you were asking <laughs> questions who's gonna take the last shot Aaron Kraft's like not you yeah uh, Huber's like not you <laughs> David Lighty's like I don't know who's gonna take it uh you know we need someone to answer this and I think it got in their head and then obviously I mean it, it was a huge upset yeah I think a lot of people are, are are looking at this saying that I am just butthurt and that I I sour grapes that I wasn't invited and like it's just childish of me to do this. And I'm just, and to, to all that, I say, you're absolutely correct. That is exactly what happened. That would be here. the bomb. Yes. Yeah. That is exactly what happened. I am very hurt. I, uh, I'm very petty and I did it on purpose. And I, mm-hmm. do I feel bad about it? Uh, great question, Tate. Do I feel bad? About it? <laughs> yeah, no, no. If they did not win the championship last year. Yes. I feel slightly bad that I was just like going at John over and over and over. And then, the Illinois alumni team picked up where I left off and they just went at John over and like every time down the court, it was just, let's go ISO on whoever John's guarding. And indefensively, John is guarding Mike Dom far too often. Like, what the hell is mm. that about? Like, mm. I, I think it comes down to coaching. I mean, I asked him about Jared Solinger. Like, is he really a coach? What's going on out here? Deshaun Thomas is barely playing. I, I understand Deshaun is kind of out of it and wasn't really that great to begin with. But uh, come on, the guy, like, he was he was the big addition to the team. And he barely plays. And then you're putting John Diebler on Mike Dom, who's just absolutely roasting him. I don't know. It was uh, – I think I think their problem, and and this is my suggestion to them next year, which is going to go in one ear and out the other. Actually, it's not even going to go in any ears because they don't. Yeah, listen let's to go the ahead show. and cut this clip. Make yeah. sure we put this out. Yeah, let's put this out. They don't even. Video. They don't even listen to the show, true. so they're yeah. not even going to hear this. But the team is too old. I mean, my God, mm. like that, that's what I asked them. I was like, you guys are getting long in the tooth. Like, when it are felt you very O four Lakers. Here? You know what yeah. I mean? Where they were just <laughs> yeah, trying to throw guys on. They're like, just come play with us. Like, we're going to try our best. And then yeah. Aaron Kraft putting out before the tournament that this was going to be his last hoorah. I mean, I think that that, you know, obviously puts you, you know, yep. you're not, you're not there. You're not one game at a time. And I feel like Aaron Kraft is a guy that needs to be in a one game at a time. Mindset. Yeah. They, they're just way too old, man. Like they have nobody that's like, they need more guys that are like 24, 25, like fresh mm-hmm. out of college, young, can roll out of bed in this, in this pandemic setting where like not a lot of guys are working out regularly and, and not practicing as teams regularly. Uh, where the, the young guys can just kind of show up and play. The, the old guys, I mean, John Diebler, is, he's old as hell, dude. Like he's, <laughs> he's washed up. That's what I said. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and it proved to be true. And um, it's, it's a damn shame. It, it just, it is, it's just very, very sad. It's very sad. But to flip it positive, on the other side of that, we have the greatness of the Elmore brothers yeah, and the Thundering yes. Herd, which is yes. we are Marshall. We are a Marshall program. At one time they sent us shirts uh, to celebrate yeah, you know, they the, the hillbilly game. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they, we, we were huge supporters of John Elmore and the D'Antoni offense. And obviously, you know, uh, his brother is a phenomenon unlike anything we've seen in, in a sporting event quite some time in the sense that he is a YMCA superstar that mm-hmm. is now becoming a TBT superstar. Mm-hmm. Like Mike Dom is a TBT superstar that may get an NBA shot or a EuroLeague yeah. shot. But Otto Elmore, I don't know what he's going to yeah. get, but he's amazing, and I want to support him full throttle. He is definitely the most fun <laughs> player in this tournament. He's, it's, it's been uh, – yeah, just today, the, the, the Marshall team goes on a 16-2 run 
to beat the Floyd Mayweather, the money team, yes. the, the TM, TMT, TMT and TBT, a lot of T's. Uh, on t- Titus and Tate talking about the TMT, the TMT. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah, TMT was like basically the, the Pac-12 team. They had uh, Alford and Nick Johnson and who else was on it? Thomas Welsh. Mm-hmm. Who, else, um, who, who am I? Was, was Roten on the team too? I forget. God, I forget. They're all they're all blending together. But there was like it was oh, Wilcher. Wilcher, yeah, 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 Kyle Wilcher. yeah, yeah. It was Pac-12 the Pac twelve Pac twelve dream team, is what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah they have all these Pac twelve guys, and uh, they go soft. The Elam Indian comes around. They, they Marshall goes on a sixteen two run to end the game. Yeah, it was it was really fascinating. It was a great game, fun to watch at the end. But I like that game stood out to me as a uh, uh, the Elam ending coming into effect, where like it felt like the the Mayweather team just like wanted to coast and dribble the clock out and they forgot that like the only way you can win in this setting is you have to score like you, yes. there's no other way to mm-hmm. do it <laughs> you have to make shots uh they forgot that they did not make shots 16-2 run in the game uh it was, it was it was very very um I don't know what the word is I don't know, but John Elmore said after the game, we never got nervous. Uh, and when the yeah. game was on the line, we put the handcuffs on them where they couldn't run anything. That sounds like Pac-12 basketball to yep. me. Uh, when things get tight, where do we go yep. with the basketball? Um, I did not see this live, but I did get a text from you. I was in foundation training. And for all the people out there, like, what is that? It's for my back. I'm trying to get better. But I'm in foundation training. I get that text. I pull out. I pull up the game. And immediately, I just see my boy, Otto Elmore. And I'm like, oh, this is... <laughs> This is cash. These guys are going to be fine. Like, score is great. Like, there's a big comeback. Obviously, you tell me what the comeback sixteen to two. Obviously, to close out the game. And yep. they were the they were the twenty three, the number twenty three seed in the whole tournament. Yeah, and something like you, that. Yeah, yeah. And if you think about Marshall, like the twenty three seed in this tournament, there's not a lot of hype around them. There's obvious, obviously you can get kicked out of this tournament. We've already seen five teams kicked out. They seem like a suspect team. Like someone that could get kicked out of this tournament. But now they're making a run. Oh, are you day. saying? Are you saying there's going to be some shenanigans with their testing that we're going to get some false positives from Marshall because the TBT doesn't want saying, them advancing? It's bad I'm saying for ratings. If you were stereotyping you like a, a high seed like that from West Virginia coming into this tournament, you're like maybe they're not <laughs> going to take it seriously, and then they're proving everyone wrong, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I love that, and I love the Elmer brothers. They're American so uh, you're you're elite eight because I. I you, I, a lot of people follow TBT, but they don't seem to be locked in. That's what I found. It's like, it's just kind of, if it's on, you're watching it, but no one, no one really knows what the bracket is. No one really they knows. They have the names the of the start. team. When they have the names of the team, I know they put it sometimes like Illinois or whatever, like yeah. in parentheses underneath. They just need to put like a couple players, you know? Yeah, just like exactly. A couple, like, they need to put the in, best like Mike player. Dom, Mike yeah. Dom versus John Diebler. It's like, yeah. okay, I'll watch that. Uh, all right, so I'll, I'll do my best to kind of break it down for everyone. Uh, right now, and, and again, we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. So by the time you're listening to this, God knows what the schedule what's what's happened and (laughs) it's probably all obsolete but uh here's where it stands right now uh house of pain is the illinois alumni team uh led by mike dom illinois Mm. legend mike dom everyone remembers his his run at illinois so so great so great i love these yeah the jack rabbits fans you should be what you should automatically be disqualified if you're an alumni team and your best player is not an alum i think that Mm. should be like purdue had the same thing going on like it it just i don't i don't like it i don't like it one bit um (laughs) But anyway, uh, the house of the, the Illinois alumni team led by Mike Dom, they're playing Red Scare, which is the Dayton alumni team. I got my flyer shirt on today, by the nice. way. Yeah. Love, the, love the Dayton team, the, of course. The Dayton team has uh, uh, Ryan, Mike Sell, and Trey Landers on it, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, two guys senior, that should have played in the tournament. Yeah, yep. two, two guys that should. So if you're, if you're one of those people that was uh, you know, really upset that there wasn't March Madness and, and you wish those guys that all the seniors 
from college basketball this year got their shot. Maybe this is the team for you. Guys on the actual Dayton team from this year are now playing on the Red Scare team, uh, along with Ryan McMahon. Did you know that uh, Dick Vitale told Rick Pitino about Ryan McMahon? Were you aware of that? Um, I'm pretty sure he uh, <laughs> has told us how many times. Yeah, <laughs> so We heard that time. story. Uh, but all those guys are on the Red Scare, so they play each other in the Elite Eight. Meanwhile, you got the uh, Syracuse alumni team, Ed, led, led by Eric, Eric Devendorf. They're playing the, the team called Sideline Cancer, led by Marcus Keene, the 5'9 phenom. Sideline cancer just played als and they beat the als team and i don't i don't love that matchup i don't love the idea of like the two causes playing each other that i was gonna say we gotta work on yeah yeah Yeah, we gotta we gotta fix that that's not because that's just it just felt weird to like put like (laughs) yeah i was gonna say even those acronyms like just all coming together it's like what what's going on here yeah (laughs) (laughs) up next we got cancer versus als yeah the big show and you're like oh that's too much pressure uh but yeah sideline cancer is the marcus Keene team he's been balling out so yeah. uh that game will be going on uh and then the, to round out the final eight you got the golden eagles they're the marquette alumni team darius johnson odom has been killing it for them playing the the philly team brotherly love who advanced because uh the one team tested positive mm-hmm. the uh eberline eberlin drive team um, yes that's yes. supposed to be pretty good they tested positive for if someone tested positive they got kicked out basically that uh, was so now, the fifth team yep now the Khalif Wyatt brotherly love uh, Philadelphia team is is going to play the Marquette team, and then finally you have heard that the the, the Marshall team we just got done talking about that came back against the uh, the favorites in my mind TMT they are playing overseas elite who are actually the favorites <laughs> yeah exactly uh, <laughs> which is the team Joe Johnson's on who's who like I, I watched a little bit of him today I watched a little bit of that game like he he feels like he doesn't want to play a hundred percent you know like he's he's like. He's like, I, don't know if I, I have want to go the Brooklyn to the Nets. Like, this is, yeah, the yeah, Brooklyn this Nets is... are calling me, and uh, I would like to go down to the bubble. So uh, he feels like, like yeah, he's like, I want to show, I want to play hard enough to show people I'm good, but I don't want to like be the guy that's going balls to the wall because this is a little bit beneath me, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's the that's the overseas. I mean, it's got to so be tough, right? You're Joe Johnson, you're ISO Joe, you're a guy that's done some big things in playoffs, you know. I mean, over the years in different roles, and then you're watching Odd Elmore uh, and John <laughs> Elmore, just, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Like just become the stars, uh, you know, of the tournament. That's got to really kind of get to you a little bit, where you're just kind of. You know, and, every, and, and everyone's getting signed by the Brooklyn Nets. You know, it just seems like a time where Joe Johnson, I think if you're Jared, right. He's going if, 50%. If Jared Soldier's coaching the Marshall team, he's putting Odd Elmore on Joe Johnson and, and going, he's oh, letting ISO Joe and he's saying, full court, full he's court. He's saying, Odd Elmore, pick him up. You, I, yeah. I believe in you. Shut him yeah. down. <laughs> the ISO Joe, Joe rules where he just like basically tries to push him down and foul him as much as possible. That's the uh, the silver lining in Ohio State losing uh, for, for, for Diebler. The silver lining is that he doesn't, the, the matchup with Joe Johnson isn't going to happen now. So you don't have to get cooked by Joe John. Cause like if Mike Dom was doing that to you, buddy, Oh my God. Oof. Can, can we just talk about the reaction <laughs> tweets to these games? Like the, the people that are watching the TBT, there's a lot of yeah. people that are watching and like Mike Dom is one of those people that I've seen a lot of people say, why doesn't an NBA team give him a shot? Yeah. Um, do you believe in your heart of hearts that any of these guys will actually play in the NBA? I believe. I think, I think Joe Johnson has a real shot. That's I believe I there was collusion with Mike Dom and John Diebler. I do. I believe Mike Dom's like John, John is his best days are behind him. He knows it. He he's semi-retired already. But he likes the dominator. He likes, yeah, South but he Dakota likes State. Mike Dom. So yeah. he was like, he was like, listen, I don't, if you cook me, I, who cares? Like, I'm not trying to get a contract anyway. It doesn't matter. I got, I'm a champion here. Yeah. Cook me. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Uh, but Mike Dom was like, yeah, but meanwhile, Mike Dom has a lot to gain here because he's trying to get in the league. So like, yeah, John, I think John did it on purpose. I think that's what, that's, that's what a happened. Good, but, um, good guy of the week. 
to, to your point, I think it's very easily easy for outside observers, just like neutral basketball fans that just kind of pop in, turn the game on, move on to the next, what don't really pay a ton of attention to just treat this as like a, a retirement league for college people, for former college players that like want to relive their heyday. Right. Like mm-hmm. that seems to be like a, one way you could package this tournament a literal tbt yeah 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 tbt a literal tbt but actually i i the point should be made that like these guys are some of the best players in the world they're not mm-hmm. nba level obviously but like if you if you took like every single guy including not elmore <laughs> yes, um, exactly no 90 percent of the guys playing in this thing probably fall within the top what like three thousand players in the world two thousand players mm-hmm. in the world you know what i mean like if you, put, yeah, if you think I mean, about it that way, it's like, yeah. I don't know. They're pretty good. Like, I don't, so I don't know how many guys are going to play in the league or whatever, but it is like actually good. Bat- the reason it doesn't feel like super high level basketball is because they're not super well coached. They don't have like set plays per se. I mean, I'm sure they all like, I mean, Aaron Kraft said that, that they hadn't even really played together yet yeah. before they even were going to play their first game. And, and I think, I think that's the takeaway here is it's not the, the individual talent level of these guys. It, it kind of, to me, underscores how important coaching and practice and all that stuff is because – Conditioning. The yeah. same is true of any college team. You, you take any college team and throw them on a court, they're garbage. But you take them and, and have a coach yell at them for a couple months before a game, then suddenly they're better. I mean, I don't know. All that stuff matters. And uh, I think that's really – what makes guys look worse in TBT than otherwise. But uh, no, there it's, 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 I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting hooked. It, I, I, by, by the time like the, the final four comes around this next, after this next round of games, I'm going to be locked in and very into this. I'm just right now. I'm just kind of like catching whatever I can when it's on, but I'm going to get really into it. I think. I'm also getting very familiar with the teams and, yeah, uh, that helps. and that's, that's, that's what I need. I need to have like a hook to each team. And like you said, like with overseas elite, let's Joe Johnson's team, you know, should, Elmer, should they, should they, it. I mean, the format's obviously awesome. It's single elimination. Uh, it, it, it emulates the uh, NCAA tournament, which we all love, but maybe they should do it like a, a group stage thing where like they play a couple games, like a pool play situation where you get to like know the teams a little bit. So then when the tournament hits, like, you know, which teams, are, I don't know. Maybe that would that would help, but then it would make it less cool because it wouldn't be single elimination. I don't know. I, I would be curious to see that because I, I I'm with you. By the time I get to know like who's on each team, they get knocked out. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Know? Well, especially this year where it's like yeah. I mean, we don't even know if that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of layers to this whole thing. But yeah, group stages. People love group stages. So if you throw out a group yeah, stage, you're like, oh wow, what a great idea. Um, that's what everyone. Kevin wants O'Connor's to on board. He's yeah, we're in it. I'm in it. Just call it the World Cup idea. Just yes. yeah. I, I I love that that the World Cup gets credit for coming up with the like the MLS tournament that's going on right now. Like mm-hmm. they're doing like a World Cup. I guess that works because it's a soccer to soccer analogy. But uh, anytime you throw out an idea of like pool play, oh, FIFA, the old World FIFA, Cup yeah, model. FIFA gets credit for like coming up with pool play. Like it hasn't been a thing in youth sports for ten billion years. <laughs> no, know. they came up with it. No, they yeah, definitely it was did. FIFA. That. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely FIFA. Uh, should we talk about the? Uh, we should. The, yeah, we should. We should talk about the the Zion Williamson situation. Okay. Yeah. So. What has happened? Uh, as a, this is an update on the Daniel Wallach who came on our show. Positive vibes only, Tate. I'm going to remind you. This is positive vibes. So wherever you're taking this, take it to positive territory only. This please. is positive territory okay. because we are on the side of Zion Williamson. Unless he's wearing a Duke and a Jordan logo at the same time, that's the only time I get upset with them. But otherwise, we're on the side of Zion Williamson. And what turned out to be, and I'm putting air quotes around this, evidence, there was a report that came out that Zion Williamson signed some sheet of paper uh, in December of 2019 saying that he got this $400,000 loan from the company that is currently suing him. His signature is on the paper. And also, if you don't believe that, people, we also have his ID, and we got a picture mm-hmm. of that. And that's what uh, Daniel Wallach, friend of the program, put up, showed to the world. But then Mark Titus, the Twitter experts, 
and you and I, (laughs) we all got together and we said, wait a second, what's going on here? And if you look closely, apparently Zion Williamson is not Zion Williamson. He gets Mm -hmm. Zion Williams done. Uh, (laughs) uh, That was in the report. That's what he signed his name to. Um, And then Jeff D'Angelo is on the case. (laughs) What what is happening, Mark Titus? This is positive vibes only, but what is going on? I think the positive here is that Zion should be free. Zion should be okay. Free Zion. I think, uh, yeah, like if I was going to, if I was going to talk about negative stuff, I would say, (laughs) But you can't do that. No, but you can't. I would say it's a bummer because this case is falling apart and we were hoping for uh, better content. But the positive side of it is this is good content. Like we were hoping for like the, the white whale, which is mm. uh, Zion testifying that he got the bag to go to Duke. That's not going to happen. Mm. Uh, but positive vibes only. Let's focus on the present. Mm-hmm. This is great content. Yeah. Uh, his, his ID is messed up. The, the supposed ID that they presented, <laughs> his weight and height have been flipped. Uh, what what was his weight supposed to be, by the way? It was 280, 280 something? 284, and his height is 6'6", so that was right. right. The so height my, was right. My question to you, Zion Williamson, uh, not fat. We've decided that right now he is not fat. Fit. He we is saw, fit. Yes. We saw the picture of him with the mask on. He looks like Bane. All that, and then mm-hmm. I, broke the, I broke the news that he lost 25 pounds of pure fat and put on 10 pounds of just explosive, dynamic, pure muscle. lean. Only muscle. Straight <laughs> muscle. Just tight, <laughs> thick, uh, muscle. Um. So we, we know that Zion Williamson is fat, but Zion Williams stun mm. is two eighty four at six yes. six. That yes. seems pretty fat at the age of seventeen. <laughs> at the age of apparently. seventeen, that's the crazy. Seems part pretty of, fat to me. That's the craziest part about it. It's like when you go to the DMV, you know, it's a snapshot in time. So if you go, you know, and, you know, when you're sixteen years old, you get your driver's license. They're like, oh my gosh, it's six foot three, little Zion, who's yep. growing bigger. He's probably 210 pounds or whatever it is but they put like his like nba yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. they put like his vertical is on his, <laughs> on his ID. like 45 inch vertical yeah five, uh, it says five star on it and you're like what this guy go to scout.com before he made this <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we are uh yeah yeah so it seems like zion will everything's okay it seems like it seems like Zion's going to be all right, which is what we wanted. We always wanted that. That's 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 and that's what Wallach said. He was like, "This whole case smell reeks of, uh, you know, just not not true. Like it just seems like it's, we, it's like it's not going to be validated." We didn't want Zion to go down. Uh, we wanted we Duke to go down. We yeah, wanted exactly. we wanted Zion to step on Duke's head as he's like coming out mm-hmm. of the water, and Zion saves yeah. himself, but like has to push Duke down to do so. That's what we wanted. That was the that was the ideal outcome. Yeah, positive vibes only. Um, I had a dream that Zion Williamson was. <laughs> on the stand and he had pleaded the fifth a couple times and then you know uh, a lawyer with some cachet is basically like tell him the truth son and he's like starts kind of you know one single tear and he's like i wanted to wear number 12 in north carolina (laughs) that's all i wanted to do can you imagine if if zion ever said that i under it, oath. It, it is disgusting how how they would play that when North Carolina plays like I'm a Tar Hill, you know, and it plays like yeah, all the I people. Know. They would play that last I clip like Zion Williamson. I wanted to wear number twelve. It is disgusting how how much he loves Duke. I really wish that wasn't the case. I was I was really Duke's hoping for like a, a Dennis Smith Jr. situation. Like is Dennis <laughs> Smith Jr. acknowledge that he went to NC State at all? No, he's like I went straight to the league. <laughs> he was like I, I went straight out of high school. <laughs> so. I was reminded this week of the uh, the Dennis Smith slang and wood tweet. By the way, <laughs> oh, the one of the best from two thousand nine. I just wanted to bring everyone. I just wanted to remind our audience that that tweet exists. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just uh, Google it. The Dennis Smith has a lot of God given talent. A lot of people have a lot of God given talents, and Dennis Smith is just slanging this wood in my pants. 
the first time I saw Dennis Smith Jr., he was going by Junior Smith, and it was at a CP3 camp, and I knew that tweet. And I was like, this kid, I was like, everything he said to me was just funny. Like, he was really, he was trying hard and working hard, you know, but I was like, man, this kid's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I love college basketball, man. The best. We need the stories back. Yeah, positive, positive vibes only. Positive vibes only. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do our best to to make this. But Zion Zion Williamson, what what's the funnier alias as you look back on uh, the the aliases that 2020 has brought us? Jeff Jackson, mm. uh, Xavier. I'll throw Jeff D'Angelo in there, even though that's not a 2020. Jeff D'Angelo is timeless. Yeah, Jeff yeah, D'Angelo exactly. will be around. It's always for, a be in the question. Yeah. Jeff D'Angelo, <laughs> Jeff Jackson, Zion Williamson. Um, <laughs> Yeah, where, Jeff, where, does, Jeff, where does this rank in the annals of college basketball? I mean, Jeff Jackson Simpson is definitely still the best. I mean, that's that's the best one. That one that one's great because like it it just got brushed under the rug. So like, yeah, that's why it's, it's good. Still, it's, yeah. it's good when it's fun. It's good when no one's hurt, everything's okay, and we get a funny story of what of a, of Wait, a, what? Of a guy driving his car into a telephone pole at two a.m. and says, "My name is Jeff Jackson," and, <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, totally, totally, for sure." we'll take you oh my god all right Tay, let's get to the nba update again positive vibes only uh keep this all in check nothing nothing negative here um Mm. first of all some some news and notes jamal crawford and michael beasley both signed with the nets uh we are both excited about it we've been on the michael beasley train ever since the video of him shirtless playing against like who was he playing against? Like college yeah, it was guys? a Taylor sports game, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a, yeah, it was a bunch of kids that were going to be in the development league and uh, the G League team. Isaiah bunch Todd, of, I believe, was in there. A yeah. bunch of fifteen-year-olds that are all five stars. They're I'm all number. They're all mm-hmm. number one in the country in their recruiting mm-hmm. class. <laughs> no one has told the other ones that the other one is number one. Yeah, just, yeah. they just all think that they're number and one. And Michael Beasley was killing them all and saying, "I'm him" over and over. And yeah, uh, and and it got him a contract, and we're excited about that. So uh, Michael Beasley to the Nets. Um, Jamal Crawford to the Nets as well. Jamal Crawford uh, is definitely in that group of guys. Like J.R. Smith fits that bill too. That and and Joe Johnson, as we were talking about earlier, uh, he's in TBT. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Like basically guys that I like would just assume are always playing in the league, but like never seen. It, it seems like anytime like a, a late season signing can happen, these names get floated, and then I'm like, wait, this guy's not already on a team. What's going on? And you could convince me they're retired. You could convince me they're already on a team. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, Mike Miller would be another one. Like if Mike Miller wasn't an assistant at Memphis, if I wasn't aware that Mike Miller was an assistant at Memphis, you could 100% have convinced me that he was like on the Bucks roster or something. And yeah, I or Luke Mbamute. You know, he's one yeah, of those yeah. guys that always gets signed right now. Or Lou Aldang yeah. back in the day. Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Like a yeah. random Jordan Farmar where you're just kind of yeah. like, oh, <laughs> that guy, that's right. That guy's, he's, yeah. he's around. He's like I not mean, quite retired, but <laughs> yeah. also like never like on a team. Coll- it's kind of like Darren yeah. Collison right now. I mean, if someone signed Darren Collison, you would, we would be like, oh, wow, that's great. See, see I, I, I thought Darren Collison was, was on the Pacers still, so. <laughs> <laughs> Shows what I know. That's my point yeah. guard. That's yeah. Point like guard. I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't. I. F- I feel like they all sign ten day contracts, even though that's not how it works. But like that's what it just seems like. That's my perception. But anyway, yeah. Jamal Crawford on the Nets. I was gonna say the only thing with the Nets <laughs> before we move on was like Kevin Durant has just become LeBron James of the East at this point, where Michael Beasley is from PG County, you know where he's from, yeah. and they yeah, they have a relationship. Just put out this documentary together, Basketball County. He gets signed. Uh, probably off that scrimmage, but also probably off that relationship as well. Then Jamal Crawford is like the hoop head for all of these guys, the younger guys, you know, as far as just being 
uh, a guy that can be a scorer and everyone – I mean, Jamal Crawford is just loved by everybody, it seems. When he got signed, everyone was like, yes, Jamal Crawford is back. So they yeah. bring him into the fold. And Spencer Dinwiddie is their leading scorer this year. He's not playing. Karis LeVert's not playing. I mean, their whole team is decimated from scoring. Is, so is all Dinwiddie's the- not playing? Well, I saw he tested positive. Like, yeah, he's not playing. Positive, he's, not so not he's, not playing huh? he's not even going to the bubble. So he's, <laughs> he's sitting out. So he's their leading scorer. So like, they have so many shots available that this team is it's, – it's ripe for a Jamal Crawford or a Michael Beasley. Justin Anderson got signed there. You know what I mean? A lot of guys – yeah. are going to get shots justin anderson got the, got the tnt bump got, there you got go. signed. yeah the, the nets roster was like like if everyone Nasty. was healthy on the nets it's Kyrie, it's dinwiddie it's, it's durant it's durant it's jared allen. jordan jared yeah. allen Karis lavert because Karis lavert's like the one guy that's actually playing yeah Karis lavert is playing it's yeah, hilarious dude, dude. I, I mean i they're, they're paying 140 million dollars for guys that are not playing and 25 million for guys that are apparently i gotta call my agent and get in this bubble i gotta get in that's contract that's what i'm what saying the, the nets man? have one more spot and that's what i mean that's sort of the question is like who is the last spot because you've gotten two scorers in crawford and beasley you've gotten justin anderson which is kind of like a six foot you know guy off the bench that's uh, hilarious yeah. you just said that i just got oh, wow. a, i just What's got a text mean? alert it says uh it says the MVP of TBT is going to be signed to the Nets. That's uh, The Nets have put out that statement right now. Whoever wins. So congratulations, Mike Dom, I guess. Congratulations, oh, wow. Odd yeah. Elmore. <laughs> yeah, Odd Elmore going to the Nets. Are you kidding me? That's six shots a game, guaranteed. <laughs> that would be awesome. If They they should just do that at this point. Uh, or, or, or sign Mike Miller. Screw it. Sign Mike, sign, is Nate Robinson Jeremy on the team? Lynn. Jeremy Lin. Like, is Jeremy Lin on a team? Sign a hero. Sign someone that's going to like make people want to watch them play. You know, like For me, it's like sign James Michael McAdoo. Don't mm-hmm. let him go to Shibuya. Sign him to the Nets. You know, like sign, it, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, sign Colin Kaepernick to the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney's like, no. Let's no just that's, that's our guy. Let's just, let's just make this thing. You want to get eyeballs on this thing? That's what you do. Sign Colin Kaepernick, start him at shooting guard, and there you go. What, if, what, if, what, if, Disney, what if Disney has Colin Kaepernick kneel during every national anthem <laughs> during the NBA's games? That would be great. That would be. <laughs> That would be powerful. Uh, talking about other guys that got signed, though, uh, Tyler Zeller got signed. Oh, did he? To the, San, to the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, that was pretty great. Lugans Dort, a Bobby Hurley guy, mm. uh, a one-and-done Bobby Hurley guy, got signed to OKC. Uh, Devin Hall from I thought he Virginia. was already on OKC. Well, he, he, got was like, a, he was a two-way guy. He was, but on, he got he was like a two-way a, guy. And he, he, got got full, he got a full – same yeah. with P.J. Dozier with the Nuggets. Uh, and you. then Devin you. Hall from Virginia, who we, who mm. we also love. Uh, Devin Hall. I Soft spot in my heart for Devin Hall, who uh, was on – he was a senior on the team that lost to uh, the 16th seed. Mm. It was basically him. He was the only one. Or was that was like trying else? to save it. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to remember. Uh, I'd have, shit, I, I should know this off the top of my head. But he, I, I remember it was like him and maybe one other guy. It was Isaiah Wilkins. It might have been. Yeah, it might have been Wilkins. Um, they they lose and then they come back and win the next year, obviously in 2019. And everyone's like, well, it makes up for last year. And I just my, my mind immediately went to Devin Hall, where he was like. Shit. He was trying in that game. He was like trying to figure it out. He's like, what's going on, guys? What's the offense? Uh, and I would be remiss as a college basketball show if I did not mention that Trey Burke also got signed by the Mavericks. Oh, did he? Wow. Yes. So that's uh, – that's, I mean, it's a pretty good group of, of guys, like guys that you're familiar with. But they're all – and Corey Brewer. Um, your guy, Corey Brewer, got signed by the Kings. Oh, Kim Noah uh, by the Kings, right? Yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I it's mean, great. Yeah. I, one, of the, one of the cool things about this is we're learning who was not already on teams. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> it's a great exercise for being like, oh, yeah. I, I you know was... who should get signed by the Nets? Now that I'm thinking about it, McBob. Josh McRoberts to run the oh, offense. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Point I... forward McBob in the bubble. You could convince me that Josh just has a big beer belly and is just spending his entire quarantine – 
in these last few months. What, what have we learned from, what have we learned from Odd Elmore? What have we learned from yeah, Odd Elmore? Right, right. That in a bubble, anything can happen. <laughs> right. Anything can happen in a bubble. That's what I'm a lot talking of, about. Lot of people, a lot of people say Josh McRoberts invented the point forward, and uh, LeBron <laughs> didn't didn't steal the idea of point forward until after he saw Josh do it. That's a, no, straight up, LeBron James, <laughs> I was at that game, at the Bobcats game. LeBron came there and watched McBob run the offense and was like, that, I, got, I need to be the point guard. Mario Chalmers, <laughs> you saw Mario Chalmers' head explode. He's like, uh, I'm never getting the ball back. <laughs> That's uh, another good one, Mario Chalmers. Maybe someone signs Mario Chalmers. Is he not in the league? Oh, my God, dude. No. I, I, should, I, I really need to brush up on my uh, transactional history of, of NBA players. So, someone else made a great point because, you know, Darren Williams is still getting paid out by the Nets. They were saying that Darren Williams should have to play. Like, they, should, they, they call him up. They're like, you have to go to the bubble and play for us now. Yeah. Like, we've been paying you for the past six years. Uh, serious question. Is Evan Turner in the NBA? I'm not even trying to throw yes. shade, but I, yes. I, he's, he's with the Hawks, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. I just thought about that. I saw him on the. I saw him on the. You know, the Carpets Crew bench, and I was like, "Well, clearly he's not on one of these teams that's in the bubble, or else he'd be in the bubble right now." But uh, is he on a? Is he on a roster somewhere? He's on the Hawks, I, I think. I mean, he was yeah. on the Blazers last time that I was really yeah. checking, and then they were paying him sixty million dollars, and I was like, "Wow, that's crazy!" And then <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He went to the Hawks and. He's still doing a podcast, or I don't know. We'll, we'll call Tommy Alter. We'll see what happens up there. He took his $60 million and used it to finance a washed-up <laughs> alumni team of not me, you sons of bitches. <laughs> um, let's, talk about, let's talk about some of these players arriving because this is becoming like a, yes. a fun, uh, you know, on a positive vibes only show. We should definitely talk about this because these are hilarious. all fun vibes, yeah. Joel Embiid wearing a hazmat suit <laughs> <laughs> on the flight down to Orlando. So mad. What I've a never great seen, vision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so mad. Like who who actually got him out of his house to fly down to Orlando? Because it seems like Joel Embiid was pretty set on not going because all these reports came out early this morning that were like, Joel Embiid says it doesn't seem like a safe environment. And I feel like he was at his house being like, this is yeah. not safe. I do not want to go. Are you guys really going to make me go? But instead, he put on a hazmat suit and had fun with it. And uh, I don't know. It was hilarious. It's 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 so childish. And I don't say that in a demeaning way. I say it in like an endearing way. Yes. Um, it's it's yes. such a childish response. And it, it reminds me of like – A jovial response. Yeah, like a, a fun childish response where like yeah. he's just so sarcastically over the top. Like, like your mom tells you you have to eat all your peas. And so you're like, before you can get up from the table, so you just take your fork and you individually stab one pea at a time as hard as you can. Yes. And eat it make and a scene. Over, you make yes. a whole scene. Yes. Like yes. that's kind of the, the, the same thing he's got going on. Hilarious. Love that. Uh, we have, did you see the video of the Mavs? Uh, they all check into the rooms and then they go out and they're all facing like the little <laughs> pond on the, the resort and they all do like the fake DJ set thing. Um, so they were having a good time with that. Uh, I did not see that, but who was DJing? I'm guessing it was Luka like the Dockers. whole squad. It was oh, like okay, literally right. the whole uh, up. It was because like, they all had rooms that they were next to each other, so they all Never come mind. out. Let on me their... retract that. That's definitely Porzingis up there. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. That's like an Eastern European. Like yeah, let's get after it. The Latvian. Yeah, vibe. they're doing the uh, the the <laughs> the DJ thing. Like they're in their DJ booth over Listen top. Listen to house booth. music. Yeah. Rajon Rondo calls his room a Motel Six. He was very upset about this. And uh, shout out to the Motel Six marketing department, who does not have to do anything for mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the foreseeable mm-hmm. future. Because Rajon Rondo is saying that these that these rooms are saying are Motel Six. That's the best publicity Motel Six has ever gotten. Yeah, they're like, yeah, definitely like a Motel Six. That looks yeah. exactly like a Motel Six. My goodness, yeah. please. And then Marriott's like, 
what do you mean a motel six that's that's our standard thing well, come on. when i went on my trip to colorado i had to drive because i didn't I'm, I'm not trying to get in a plane under the current mm-hmm. climate of the world uh yeah. so i i drove to colorado i stopped on positive the way vibes only positive vibes only <laughs> i stopped on the way uh and i i had moses with me mm-hmm. um and so i knew motel six was pet friendly i thought i'm stopping here we're just gonna sleep I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to take a shower and get the hell out of here. Like I don't need a fancy five-star place. Motel six is like 50 bucks, whatever. So I did it. I stopped. I, I booked a motel six just in, in Podunk, Colorado on the, on the Western part of Colorado, somewhere like Grand Junction or something. Long story short, I stayed in a motel six very recently, Tate. And I can assure you. It did you, not look like that. <laughs> it did not look like that. I completely forgot how shitty motel sixes are, but you get what you pay for. I mean, I paid like 50 bucks for it. It was, it was nice. It was, it was exactly what I needed. A place to shit, shower and shave and sleep and be on my way so um that was great but yeah it did not look like that but uh to be fair shot. to be fair to rondo i'd feel like he has been lied to probably by some people uh to make sure that he you know keeps the right headspace about this whole bubble idea and i'm sure he's been very skeptical about the whole bubble idea and i'm sure that, that he was told that he was going to get it this lavish setup and in the nba's mind and in our mind it is a pretty standard lavish setup you know it's like yeah. a marriott marquee you know it's the guy Got a nice full room to yourself. Pat Beverly, you know, took a full video. He's like, I'm set. Yeah, up. Pat Beverly liked it. Yeah, he's like, the I love what this. you make it, baby. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the bubble. You have to make it for what it is and and do for what you want it to be. And for basically for Rondo, he is saying to the world, uh, LeBron, come get me, come get me to where wherever you're staying. Like I'm trying to stay there. I thought I was in the premium. Uh, I thought I was getting premium food, premium yeah. setup. Uh, cause I want to see that. Like, I want to see Giannis's room. I want to see LeBron's room. Yes. Like I've seen all these other, I've seen Myers Leonard's room, you know, yep. I've seen the, the, the random people I saw, you know, uh, Chris Chioza's room, Chris Troy Chioza, Daniels. Yeah. yeah. Like there's certain people that are putting stuff up, but like, show us the star. Is there star treatment? Cause the NBA has right. always been a league where everyone's like, I don't like it. Cause they, they pander the stars, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I can't pull for it. Prove it. I'm Prove it. To- show it. I'm going to answer it. your question and say, yes, there's star treatment. <laughs> there's got to be. There's no way LeBron James is eating the airplane food that, that Troy Daniels was eating. There's no, no way that, that LeBron, like, he, he's shutting the whole thing down. He's bringing his private chef in. You, you know that he's got his own. I, I guarantee it. I don't care what they say. I will believe that. They could, they could come out and address it, and, and you could have uh, uh, Brian Windhorst come on and say, like, I, I spoke to LeBron James, and he assured me that he's eating the same food as – I don't believe it. I'm not buying it for a second. You know he's got his own private chef making those tacos for Taco Tuesday and, and all that other nonsense. It is a very fascinating thing. It's so cool, though, to actually, like, see the players being there because, like, we've, we've spent so much time talking about this and, like, this is going to look so weird. This is going to be so unusual. And you're kind of putting a picture in your mind. And then, like, last week we get the images of the courts being built in these ballrooms, and you're like, whoa, that's weird. That's not – that's not an NBA practice court I'm accustomed to seeing. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. now all of a sudden, all these players, you realize they're all descending on the same exact little campus. And um, yeah, I don't know. Positive vibes only. I was, I was about to say something. Yeah, yeah, I, no, positive vibes only. Positive vibe. I mean, here's a positive vibe. I saw the Raptors bus uh, pull in. They had Black Lives Matter, uh, you know, like tagged on the outside. It was a nice gesture. Donovan Mitchell, he had a nice gesture. He saw that food, the little like, airplane food, and he was like, and Mark Stein took that and said, this was just for the, you know, the quarantine, the 48 hours before you actually go into the bubble. Which they I, I still, said the same thing. Like, I don't I'm, get that. I'm, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that excuse. You know what I mean? But, but regardless. Yeah, like you like, can't get them Chick-fil-A or something. Like, <laughs> like every, I, literally every single guy in the NBA would rather you save, like, because you know that that probably costs the NBA like $48. Or like Del that. Frisco's. Just get like yeah. a, yeah. It's like every single player would rather. Whatever they do. 
every single player would rather you just go to Chick-fil-A and spend eight bucks on the number one meal and bring that to them than spend $45 on prison slash airplane food. Every single one of them. <laughs> every single one of them. Every single one of them. And that's what's happening right now. And apparently Mark Stein took that and was like, you know, 48 hours. And then Donovan Mitchell quote tweeted that. He's like, how you know? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, like, how do you know? Like, that's, that's just what you're saying. Like, I'm, uh, you're not in the bubble. And yeah. I, I kind of, I like that energy. Uh, keeping it positive vibes only. I do like the skepticism. I do. I, I like a healthy amount of skepticism. Well, positive from the skepticism. Yeah, yeah, the positive skepticism. Like, because it's going to create fun content. Um, yeah. I'm excited. Like, Joel Embiid in a hazmat suit. We cannot pass over yeah, how great yeah. that is. Like, that is just the most positive vibe <laughs> skepticism you can say. I'm excited for the next wave of this, which is the journalists arriving that the yeah, NBA is allowing I, like a few yes. people to be in there. We're going to start, you know, the journalists are going to be just tweeting up a storm oh. and complain. I mean, these are people that, you know, you only, you only get one diet Coke at the press room at a, when you're covering an event mm. and then it's, it's your own personal disaster that, that the whole world needs to know about. And they start, and people will start tweeting about that. Or you, you go to the press room a little late and they're out of subs. The do do we have any sources on the inside for you and I that, that we know? I, I was actually asked by someone at the NBA if we were going to go into the bubble. Oh, really? Yeah, we could have like, been in the bubble? Yeah. They, well, what the hell? Not someone that would have gotten us in the bubble, but they oh, just asked. They just asked if, if Fox we were, Sports yeah. was going to send us in the bubble. <laughs> I said, absolutely no. And uh, we're, we we're just going to commentate. We reached out to Fox Sports for comment, and Fox Sports said, who? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we're Where are okay. those guys? <laughs> we're okay. Oh, we're good. <laughs> so Shams is, in, Shams is in the bubble, right? Is Shams Logan, in there? I think so. And then Malika Andrews is in there. Um, Did they make KOC to... go in? I got I to gotta oh, text KOC. They, they, maybe, it's true maybe. he's not in it. That would be great. Chris Byrne KOC... should be in it. They should have put KOC in the bubble and made Vernon not go in the bubble. And then like, that's a show I'm listening to is them like yeah. fighting and like mm-hmm. the grass is greener. Like mm-hmm. Verno's like jealous that KOC gets to be in there, get all the scoops. Mm-hmm. KOC's jealous that like Verno can mm-hmm. just do whatever the hell he wants outside of the bubble. <laughs> he can live his life normally. Yeah. <laughs> like most people in the bubble, it seems like it, it is interesting though. Cause four days into the Carmen screw, just to throw it back to the TVT connection to the bubble, what we know of the bubble, they were four days in, they were bored out of their minds, bored enough yeah. to come on our show and also bored enough to lose to a six, to a, to a 16 <laughs> seed. So, you know what I mean? To be a one seed, lose to a 16 seed. Um, yeah. And then, you know, just for, I don't know, for our purposes to keep it positive vibes only. I'm hoping that we get, I hope the players want to speak to the people from the bubble. You know what I mean? I hope we yeah. get like some weird, different world where all these guys are like let me just tell you about what's going on here because it's wild how many friendships how many how many media player relationships mm. are going to be strengthened strained. oh or strained you're strained yeah that's strained. that's yeah what happens when you have the pick of the litter you know what i mean when you when you're yeah, one of these media guys and, and you're in milwaukee or you're like in cleveland or whatever city and you kind of pick who who you're gonna you know, lean on if you're in the bubble and you have the full repertoire of players that's like true. a Michael Beasley to talk to. Come on. That's a, this is a great point. What, which way is it going to go? Because I could, I could mm. see it the other way. Like the players start to trust. Like, like they're spending so much time around a person, and that person just becomes their mouthpiece. Yeah. And then they come out of the bubble, and it's like, I like that guy. He'll, he'll tweet anything, literally anything I tell him. Wow. I'm going to give him great. any scoop what, what, what if have. this is like the LeBron sweepstakes uh, again? <laughs> yeah, you know what I, I mean? Like, what if, like Chris Haynes and Malik, everyone in there is like going at the main prize. Like, yeah. I want to be LeBron's <laughs> yeah. source. And like Brian Windhorst is there and he's just like holding court. He's like stiff yeah. arm in the back. 
But I like that idea. I like the idea of people fighting over. The yeah. Scoops. How is, how is media availability going to work? We're like, you know, that you do the media thing where they're at the table and there's like the big throng around the guy. Now with social distancing is like, how do you box out a guy when he's six feet away from you? Mm. You have your microphone on the stick and you just start hitting them with it, I guess. Yeah. Like, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Or you like bring like something to throw at them. I don't know. It's the other thing. I've literally not heard a single person talk about this. Uh, I I've brought it up on another show we've done, but, um, I, I don't know why people are not making this connection uh, or, or, other than just saying that they're in the same spot, but like the MLS is in the exact same spot as the NBA. And, and the idea of them cross pollinating is not being brought up by anybody. And I don't know. I, I don't know all the circumstances of both of their little bubbles, but they're, they, they seem to have two bubbles that are within one bubble. And I find that fascinating as well, that you have two leagues. Cause I was watching the MLS the yesterday, the, the uh, Orlando and Miami game. Um, shout out Will Trap, Columbus mm-hmm. Crew legend is on Miami mm-hmm. now. Breaks my heart to see him in a different uniform. But I, I'm watching that game and I'm th- and I'm like seeing you know you like see the campus that they're on. You're like and then you start seeing all these pictures of the NBA guys. And you're like, That's, wait a this second, is the same campus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I'm, I'm curious because there's got to be some of that. Like some of the MLS guys are going to cross pollinate, right? Like they're going to want to hang out with the NBA guys and you know. Like the Instagram models start getting snuck in the back door. You don't think the MLS players are going to want some of that action? That's the cross-pollination that we're talking about that could be an issue. And the cards will obviously be an issue. Will these people throw their cards away? (laughs) Um, Will the MLS players take it as seriously as the NBA players? And I have to say this again, as we've seen more pictures, it's not a bubble. You know what I mean? It's just a place. (laughs) (laughs) That's my final note. You know, like stop calling it a bubble. Stop trying to act like you built this like extravagant thing when it's the exact same complex. It's like the Simpsons it was movie. It's not literally the Simpsons movie, <laughs> yes. but it's the fat bubble over it. Yeah. That would be great. That would be that would honestly be better. Then I would have something to talk about where I'm like interested in. They're just pulling up to a normal complex and they're praying no. that it happens. Like they're just uh, you, you call it a bubble enough. You just you pretend like all of America is under one bubble right now. You're like I'm <laughs> I'm stuck in a bubble in LA. Yeah, I'm so in I a drove, bubble right now. I'm in the studio. Like I'm in a bubble. I'm in the LA oh. bubble. So I drove uh, over to the Colorado bubble to. <laughs> Get away from the LA bubble a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I'm just staying in the bubble, though. <laughs> staying in the bubble. Still, I mean, power rankings of like terms that are coming out of the the coronavirus, the the pandemic, like uh, social distancing yeah. and bubble and new normal and. <laughs> it is strange that like social <laughs> unprecedented distance, times. Yeah, yeah, social distancing was the first one that someone thought of in a room, and then like yeah. everyone just kind of like it was like the AP, just like, like just like everyone copied the exact same thing. They're like, "That's what we're gonna call." That's this. a great term. And, yeah, and it social, happened overnight. You know, it was like social distance, social distance, social distance. Flatten the curve. Yeah, flatten yeah. the curve. Yeah, that's a good one. None of the none of those stuck though. I think <laughs> social distance yes. was the best one we had as far as sticking with people. <laughs> Bubble, bubble has some. As long as the sports are are still going on, bubble's going to have some staying power. If people just how hard like, would it be to build an actual bubble? That's the question. Yeah. How hard would it be to like actually put out like a plastic bubble over this place? You bring up a good point because I think uh, w- w- with the bubble terminology, I think people hear that the NBA is doing a bubble, MLS is doing a bubble, <laughs> and you think like, why can't we just apply that to my, whatever my own little life? It like my mm. daughter's elementary school. What do you mean they can't come back? Well. Uh, just put, put, put a bubble. bubble. <laughs> just bubble it up, baby. Yeah. How hard is it? Yeah. Just bubble them up. How hard yeah. is it? Yeah. That's that's probably my favorite verb that's come out of this. Just bubble them up. Just bubble them up. <laughs> bubble them. Let's bubble it, baby. Just yeah. Bu- I mean, look, schools schools in the fall. Like they're 
coming back. We're just gonna put them in a bubble. Like just the camp, the, the campus is the bubble. Even though that you could just easily drive off the campus, go anywhere, <laughs> and then come right back. The campus yeah. is the dude. Bubble. I saw I saw Purdue was trying to do that. They're they're like trying to make all the the all the students test for coronavirus before they come back to campus, as though like. You, you test for entry. If you test negative, we allow you in. And then now you're in the bubble and you're stuck. And it's like, like just because a guy tests negative on Monday, like he's going to leave the campus and go yeah. to a bar and then come back on Wednesday, probably have it, right? Like, I, I mean, what's going on? That here? seems that seems to be how it's working. But they had the Purdue had the bubble yeah. philosophy. They're like, once you once you test uh, negative, come on in the bubble. You're good. We're all good. <laughs> similar similar to the bubble idea, we need to debunk this whole thing that. Just because your test says negative doesn't mean that yeah. it's forever. You know what I mean? It's, it's <laughs> yeah. not like your blood type, you know, it's not like your type O or whatever it is. Like, you're not AB positive and that's like what you are yeah. for life. Like you're not negative for life. And uh, that's just, you know, positive vibes only. That's the only negative thing I'll say. Quickly before we get to shout outs yeah. and closeouts, uh, 10 year anniversary of the decision, LeBron James gets on national television in a button-up, a, a checkered pattern button-up. In Greenwich, Connecticut. And, and do we, you want to talk about phrases that have withstood the test of time. I'm taking mm. my talents to South Beach. That, that mm. phrase is still widely used. Uh, I, I still see recruits say, uh, you know, next year I'll be five, all these five stars. Too. Yeah, next year I'll be taking my talents to East Lansing to play mm. for Tom Izzo. The decision 10 years later, Tate, what, what are your thoughts looking back on it? What uh, – yeah, what what were your thoughts in the moment? How much of your thoughts changed on the whole thing? How how do you, how do you see the importance of the decision now that we're ten years into? Yeah, this? I'm really excited to talk about it. I think at the time, I remember when it happened. I remember you know that playoff run, and uh, I remember all of the the conversation that was around LeBron. You know, there there was LeBron. I feel like at the time was loved. I mean, I know that I was pulling for LeBron. I feel like everyone at the time, like the zeitgeist, is kind of like this is the guy that we're pulling for. And yet somehow Kobe Bryant was just like extending his tenure when LeBron was supposed to be that guy. Like in 2007, it was supposed to be LeBron. And then Tim Duncan's kind of like, no. And then, you know, and then Kobe yeah. comes back and is like, no. So like every time you thought it was going to be the time to see the, the, the new guy like kind of take over, it was just, it was kind of just pushed off to the next time. And it wasn't LeBron's fault at, at any level. It was because Derrick Rose at the time, people forget, in my opinion, was the best player in the league. And Derrick Rose, in my opinion, it's okay. All right, that's all right. It's okay, that's right. it's my opinion. I'm, I'm entitled to my opinion. <laughs> I'm entitled to my opinion. That's just what I thought at the time. I thought that De- I thought. Sir, that LeBron- this is America, and I'm allowed to have opinions. So I thought that shut the I thought that LeBron. I thought that LeBron James was going to go to Chicago at one point. This is what I thought at, in my head, and I and this is just just this is all conjecture for me at the time. I was a young kid. I'm watching basketball. I got a lot of thoughts about a lot of people in the league. Derrick Rose, one of my favorite players at the time. I thought that LeBron was going to go to Chicago with Derrick Rose, and then I thought that LeBron James was going to try to win in Michael Jordan's building, and mm. I thought that he knew that if he won, that basically it was going to he was going to be the guy. So Derek's like, nah, I don't want to do that. And Dwayne Wade was also like, I could go to Chicago. That's my hometown. Why don't I just just go play with LeBron? So the three of those guys, that's the first big three. That's what I was thinking in my mind, but not Dwayne Wade at that point. But when LeBron actually sat down with Jim Gray and he was so nervous, and I think that was the first time I saw him, like it was such a weird moment in time where you're like, this guy has so much pressure on him. And once he makes this decision, like when he said Miami, it was kind of just like, I was confused. Floored. Like, yeah. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't even know what this looks like. And yeah. then I think that's what it did to me. Like it just broke down this wall of, I thought that everything in sports went one way. 
And I think it was a good thing in that sense, looking back, where like it changed my perspective. Because when he said Miami, I was like, he can't do that, can he? Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like pro sports were scripted up to that point, where yeah. it has to follow this certain script. And yeah, you, you can't just what he can just choose to go to Miami. It's it's that easy. It's it's great. I I should uh, I should mention when this you talked about him being nervous. You talked about the weight of the world on his shoulders, all that kinds of yeah. What blows my mind is I did the math. LeBron James is 35 years old right now. 10 years ago, that would have made him 25 years old. And mm-hmm. to think back on it then and say, 25 year old, a 25 year old, crazy, crazy. It's just like imagine two years ago, like you have to. So uh, when I look back on it, obviously I don't think he handled it perfectly. I think the way the, the idea of him leaving Cleveland in my like. I'm an Ohio guy, you know that. You know I'm a I'm a diehard Cavs fan. When he when he uh, when he announced it initially, I was very upset more more for my friends because my friends were like you know I, I I had been in Ohio long enough to have all my friends beat into me like how tortured Cleveland is and how they finally had the chosen one who's from the area and he loves them and like he literally has chosen one tattooed on his back and uh, I I had drank that Kool Aid so much because I just you know I like to see my friends happy so when he's picked Miami I was very upset on their behalf. Um, but looking back on it, like, I don't think going to Miami was a problem. I don't think he owed Cleveland anything, obviously, but, uh, I do think he may have owed them. Like maybe he calls Cleveland the day before and it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not coming back. And then so at least Cleveland knows and they don't get blindsided on national. And then you still have the, 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 uh, the weight of the moment is still there because you don't know where he's going to go. Like if Mm -hmm. he tells Cleveland, he's not coming back, that gets out. There's a report, LeBron James, you probably get better ratings, honestly. There are probably mm-hmm. more people watching. They're, they, yeah. you, you know he's not coming back to Cleveland. Um, I think that's the only way he should have handled it better. As far as, like, stabbing Cleveland in the back, I think it's more egregious that he left Cleveland the second time. <laughs> that's far more egregious, going to, going to the Lakers. And for some reason uh, – not for some reason. We know why, because he won a title. He brought Cleveland the title. But, uh, man, like, people in Ohio don't seem to care about that at all. And that's, like, shocking to me, because I'm like, dude, the guy comes back and says, this is my home. This is where I want to be. I'm, I'm an right. Ohio guy forever. forever. All right, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Did it out. Um, no, that 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 to me, like that moment in time and like the fact that like when he did that, right, my first thought is, one, I'm shocked. Second is my biggest fear as a fan of Michael Jordan was that this guy was going to surpass Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. He had, everything was there for the taking. Immediately, my first thought was, great. Great. Yeah. yeah. You know, great. Like Michael Jordan would never do that. Like, so I'm, I'm happy. I'm like, I'm like, take a sigh of relief. Like that's great. Dwayne Wade. And then they did the celebration where he and Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade came out with like, you know, the, the rap music. And I was like, great, great, great. Great. You know? (laughs) And, and it just like, and then, and then that like, and I'll say as a fan, that's why as I reflect back now, it's like all of that frustration came from a place of like, like these built up things in your head because of the scripted stuff. Right. And then he went yeah. off script. And then when he went off script, that infuriates people because like you said, he's supposed to be the, the Cleveland's yeah. chosen son. He's supposed to yeah. stay there. He's supposed to get over Derrick Rose and get over the hump against the Celtics and go to the championship. Just like, you know, Jordan did with the bad boy Pistons or just like, you know, the list goes on and on and on, but then you kind of work yourself back and you're like, why were we trying to impose like yeah. LeBron, like who he was supposed to be on him? And, and that was what media has been doing since he was 18 years old. You're the yeah. next Michael Jordan. You're supposed to go to Cleveland, your home mm-hmm. state, and you're supposed to save this franchise that has been belabored for so long and they're never going to win anything and you're supposed to be the savior. That's a lot of pressure. And yeah. he's 25 years old and he has a guy in Jim Gray who's like a commentator that's pretty you know well-renowned at the time. And he says, I got an idea. 
we're gonna get ESPN to film you and do your decision. It's like that sounds great. Like what happened to I'm Jim Gray, by the way? <laughs> was that the last time we saw Jim Gray? No, the last they... time the last time we saw Jim Gray, and I looked this up, Titus, before this. The the last time we saw him was Tom Brady was asked if the Patriots in 2018 after winning the Super Bowl, he was asked if the Patriots uh respected his talents enough. And he said, I plead the fifth. That was the last Jim Gray interview. <laughs> that was the last. And that was, that was like, that was the domino to Tom Brady. Tom Brady leaving. Yes. Yeah. Jim like, Gray Jim, is Jim, just like, <laughs> it's like the final hammer. It's like, if you want something the, to be done, it's like, is this yeah. relationship over? You're like, yeah, I think so. So oh, let's bring it. Let's bring in the yeah, gray. Your, your girlfriend walks into her apartment. She sees Jim Gray. So he's like Chris Hansen, but like, yeah. in a, a, like a weird version of Chris. Hansen. He's like, LeBron, so take yeah, a seat. she's like, Oh shit. It's over. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, that's pretty yeah. much what it was. And, and, and as far as Pat Riley getting LeBron and Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade to buy into being teammates, that yeah. is one of the greatest manipulations of the mind or whatever you want to call it. Like one of the greatest, like let's buy into something together. But really it was a very beneficial situation. It, it solidified the Miami Heat franchise forever and the NBA. Yeah. You know, it's not that many teams that have won titles and the Miami Heat now have three and – you know, it's a pretty big deal. Someone should go back and, and broadcast game, like all the best games from that era. Cause I feel like it'd be fun to revisit the, the big three heat era, uh, yeah. the LeBron heat era. Cause now that we've all kind of calmed down, cause I feel That's like most, I mean. yeah. most yeah. of America just hated them so much yeah. that there was no appreciation whatsoever. Uh, even when like the Ray Allen shot goes in, you know, it's a it's well. People were mad at Ray Allen because they're he mad had, at Ray Allen. Like, yeah, he left everyone, myself included. We were just we were such haters. There's just so much <laughs> just yes. hatred. Yes. Uh, that now looking back, it's like maybe we shouldn't have hated him that much. I don't know. It's it's what I, especially like the current landscape of the NBA. I mean, LeBron basically started the player empowerment era with that, and now guys just hop around left and right and uh the the, the tide has turned you know like when lebron did it it was the biggest it was egregious it broke the script it broke the mold yeah. like, you can't yeah. do that that's not how the nba works and now it, it, it wouldn't surprise if Giannis came out today before the the bubble restart happens and he's like i want to go play for the knicks like no one would even i mean we'd bat an eye it would be a big deal obviously but no one would be like what how is that you possible? can't say that yeah, yeah only, i guess they do that because it's the knicks if you said the lakers though like no one would really they'd be like yeah that makes total sense that's how the nba works now stars well the headline would be antetokounmpo says he wants to play for the lakers and it'd be costa's antetokounmpo but that would be the yeah, headline yeah, that, that goes yeah. on everyone's like oh my god i'm excited uh yeah i mean that that really is the uh the lebron i was gonna ask you what do you think the one moment of the miami heat lebron era if you had to point to because because to me I have two moments, and one of them's negative, so I'm not going to point to it, and the other one's positive vibes. And positive vibes first. Okay, so if you say, if I'm just if just straight word Bad. association, yeah, 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 the yeah. first thing that comes to mind is uh, just like Dwayne Wade throwing lobs to LeBron. It's it's <laughs> yeah. it's I, the the two things are uh, the one the the Bucks one where he throws it and he throws the pass and then the the famous picture. Yeah. And then the Pacers one where he throws the full court pass to LeBron and, and he lays it in. But just that whole that that's my picture of the LeBron the 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 big three era LeBron and Miami era is just I just I just close my eyes and just picture Dwayne Wade throwing it off the glass to LeBron and against the Lakers on Christmas. Um, just all of the just Dwayne Wade. By the way, if you go back and like watch a lot of these highlights. Dwayne Wade's kind of shitty at throwing lobs in, in half of them. Like, they're, they're not good passes. And LeBron is so good. He'll just take it and be like, all right, I'll just do a windmill over my head and, <laughs> and turn this, this horrible pass into something. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's the lasting legacy to me. 
I was going to say, it does feel like that whole period of time, like when you see LeBron in 2016 and 2017, it does make you kind of look back at that time because in 2011, this is the negative and the positive. 2011, the Dallas Mavericks, I think, made LeBron James have to play basketball. Like they really like put him in a position to say, hey, you got to do some basketball moves. This man do basketball. His- Go out there and do basketball, LeBron. You get like, you can just throw people out of the way. Uh, and then he worked on his post game. He developed, uh, I feel like he developed mm-hmm. his basketball game from 2011, 2012 a lot. And I don't know if it was for the Mavericks or whatever for working with Pat Riley in the Miami Heat, whatever it was. He became, a, to me, a, a, the highest, best player in, in basketball over that yeah. year. And then he goes into Boston when they're down 3-2 in game six, has 30 points in that first half, and he looked just absolutely locked in like nothing we had seen before. He had been, you know, quote-unquote, you know, whatever people want to say, you know, these past years when he had lost, he wasn't all the mm-hmm. way in. Whatever he was that night, it was something different. And that was the first time in this new iteration of Miami Heat where I was like, that's the LeBron I remember. You know, that was like Cleveland LeBron. It was like the comfort level. It seemed like he finally just – he got over all the hype and all the hate and everything that was getting he, thrown at him. He, like, settled in and was like, I'm just playing basketball, and I am the best basketball player on the yeah. planet. Yeah. You want to talk about scripts cool. in pro sports. Like, that was – in 2012 is when we started the run of LeBron James' inevitability. Like, yes. Like, he's just – like, you're watching a game and you're like, LeBron is going to win this. He's going to find <laughs> a way to win, um, yeah. which up till that point, it didn't exist. And I think that's – why people were so like that that was the bulk of the criticism he hadn't won a ring and all that kind of stuff he couldn't close but it made it fun to watch him because you really didn't know what was going to happen and then like after the 2012 season like every game you're watching after that season you're just like yeah they're gonna win they're gonna Mm -hmm. win every even when they lost to the spurs in 14 i I was still like like you could i honestly enough time goes by you could convince me that they didn't lose to the spurs in 14 (laughs) just because like it just became so inevitable that they won every time they went out there that like the idea of them losing was just preposterous uh and And he's dominated the headlines for a decade like if you really think about it like 2010 that summer july 8 2010 he's dominated the headlines in the nba every single day since then it's all about lebron james even when he's left and gone to cleveland and left cleveland gone to la it's always about lebron Two uh, parting thoughts, and we'll get to shout-outs, close-outs. Number one, I always love LeBron talking about his time in Miami as, like, a college analogy that he never went to college. <laughs> yeah. I generally I, – I, I, when, he, when he brought up that, I was like, that's kind of cool because then I think about, like, he, ne- he never made a recruiting announcement. He never got a, to pick his hat, and so that's kind of what the decision was. And then he never yeah. got to go to college, and he basically – That's a great like, point. He yeah. picked, I want to go to this school, quote, unquote, and play with my friends. It's the Pat Riley dominate. School of Basketball, really. Yeah, I mean, and just yeah, dominate everybody. Coach. And yeah. I was there for four years and then I went on and then I lived the rest of my life. Like that is pretty cool to think back on like that era. It's just like, that's LeBron's college is he just chose when he was 25 to go to Miami for college for four years. So I wanted to bring that up. Number well, two, great. I wanted to call out all my friends uh, from mm-hmm. Cleveland, all my Ohio friends that were from Cleveland that when LeBron, uh, when, when the decision happened, they were very quick, like up till the decision, all these people would, would talk so much about how cool it was that LeBron was from Cleveland. And then the decision happened, and all my Cleveland friends said, Akron is not Cleveland. (laughs) So I just wanted to call them out. You know who you are. All the people that were like, no, hold on a second. Akron is not – he was never from Cleveland. He's not one of ours. (laughs) To put it in California terms, it's like if you're from Long Beach, you start saying you're from L.A. You're from L.A. LA. They'll take it for a little – like Snoop Dogg, people are like, yeah, he's from L.A. Yeah, exactly. But if you don't succeed, they're like, no, he's from Long Beach. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's exactly – that melted my mind when I – you know, as being a transplant from Indiana, living in Ohio, and I was like, is Akron – like, I'm I'm so confused. you consider that all one thing? And it's like, it depends on how we feel about LeBron. If we like him, it's all one. If we hate him – Yeah, 2003. 2010 
Cleveland. <laughs> 2014, 2018, Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> and back to Akron. Oh, and, uh, we should say, too, final thought about the decision. It did raise $2 million for the Boys and Girls mm-hmm. Club. Mm-hmm. And uh, LeBron's always been about having some charitable acts involved. And I think uh, we have to point that out as well. Whenever he whenever he stabs Cleveland in the back, you always make sure to leave a nice, I promise. A, a I will nice bring charitable cause yes. so no one can be that mad at him. Can't be that mad. Very, very smart. Very savvy. Uh, Shout-outs, closeouts. Shout-outs. Uh, let me just say this. Shout-out to SGA, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who will be mm-hmm. in the bubble for OKC. Uh, one of my sleeper teams. I love uh, I love the Thunder, and I love Converse, and I love the idea of SGA <laughs> signing with Converse. We talked about the the brands in the space. Yeah, uh, we didn't even bring up Converse. Well, they're Nike. Once. They're Nike, but you know, it's still its own thing. And I like the idea of SGA repping Converse. And I like the idea dude, of Converse getting back in basketball. It's good, dude. Converse. Uh, y- y- this is this is a billion dollar idea. Converse and UCLA are a match made in heaven. You're yeah, talking that about, is like. Oh my gosh! Lou give them all Stinger. chucks. They have to play yeah. in chucks and and play the video of John before every game. It's the video of John Wooden teaching his team how to put socks on, and then. All the, all the players play in Chucks. It, their, their ankles and feet are absolutely devastating. And they're California kids, and they love Chucks. Yeah, yeah they already yeah. love Chucks. They're, yeah, this they're is perfect. Love. Yeah, this is great. And then one kid holds out, and he's like, I'm going to wear Vans. Vans are better than Chucks. And you're yeah. like, yeah, that's a little too California. They're like, that's UC Irvine. <laughs> that's San Diego State. <laughs> that's San Diego State. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah, Converse to UCLA. That's a great idea. I like that idea. I want to shout out to Maui Invitational, Tate. As the mm. positive vibes only, as the world around us is canceling everything, the Maui Invitational cannot be canceled. It is uncancelable. Uncancelable. <laughs> the yeah, Maui Invitational via John Rostein has declared that they are – the show must go on. Cue the, the Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Wolf of Wall Street. The show mm-hmm. goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maui 2020, as of right now, is still on. We are Maui guys, uh, and by that I mean we've been to one Maui Invitational. We're, we're, we're brand ambassadors, yeah, and we will be we back We are brand ambassadors. Year. We're literally we're, brand ambassadors, but uh, <laughs> we're also trying to just keep keep saying we're Maui guys over and over. So like, <laughs> so they remember. Just, yeah, they, 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 remember. Know, they have to remember that. So, subliminable. Some, <laughs> God, I'm struggling with words today. Subliminable. Uh, yeah, psychologist. Like, like, God, I'm going to stop talking. Let's listen to this podcast. I can't even talk anymore. Uh, Maui is still on. Yes. Uh, we're going to go. That's that's the point. Is is the 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 North Carolina Tar Heels are playing, and yeah. the Indiana Hoosiers are playing in the 2020 Maui Invitational. Um, and we're going to be there come hell or high water. And I hope that I hope the college basketball teams are going to be there too. Yeah, I mean, the only hope and the only thing we can say is that there is a chance that maybe there is only one tournament. And if there only has to be one tournament, let's just let it be Maui. Like let's even if, even if it's not the Maui, maybe it's the NCAA tournament in Maui, but like, let's let it happen. This is Maui. a great idea. I think, I think if the season, if everything gets canceled, still have one Maui, still one let tournament. those, those players quarantine, do the fly out to Maui, quarantine, play Maui, come back, quarantine, like, and just make that its own little thing. Like Maui lives on. We don't need mm-hmm. to do the whole season of conference play and who cares? Like just, just don't take Maui from me. Just don't take Maui. Guess what we've gotten every single year since Maui started? A champion. Even this year, we got a Maui champion. You know what I mean? You can't break tradition. We need a Maui I'm cool team. with the NCAA tournament getting canceled. Yeah, who that's cares? Fine. Indy that's, 500, don't that's care. That's not history. That's Summer not league, history. don't care. Don't care. Uh, you're boring me. Do not cancel Maui. Come on, you please, do. please. Please, Coach this. Dave Odom, do not uh, cancel. My idea, Tate, uh, I'm, I'm going to take sailing lessons very soon. I think mm-hmm. I've watched enough YouTube to, like, at some point, I got to actually get out there on the boat. I take sailing lessons 
You and I sail from LA to Maui for the Maui Invitational. We spend, I, I looked it up. It takes about two weeks to sail from LA to Maui. We charter a boat. Uh, two weeks is, is pretty much the quarantine period, right? Am I, is, that not, <laughs> is that not the recommended like, yes, time? Yes, 14 days. Yes. Does it make too much sense or am I crazy? That you and I, we get on a boat, we sail to Maui. The 14 days is our quarantine. By the time we show up, we're good to go. And then we do the same thing coming back. We don't have to worry about us spreading the virus. And we, we make content on the boat. We have to worry about me being so dehydrated and sunburned <laughs> yeah. that, I am, uh, <laughs> that, that I've decided that I do not want to cover the tournament. Positive vibes only. <laughs> Positive vibes only. You're right. You're right. You're right. Positive what could possibly only. go wrong? Nothing don't worry about wrong. it. Positive yeah, yeah. vibes don't, only. Don't think about it. We will definitely make it there. We definitely, we definitely will get there. That's for We're sure. We're like in the middle of the Pacific. You hear a thud. And then uh, we start, the boat starts rocking and then I pull out my phone and, I, and you're like, you're looking at me like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know, man. I got no service. I can't pull up those YouTubes. I've, I've been watching. I don't yeah, know what to do. I can't, get, uh, I can't connect to YouTube. I've lost my LTE uh, and we have no compass and we're out of food. <laughs> Welcome to Maui. No, it'll be great. It'll be great. Positive vibes only. The Maui Invitational. Uh, any, other, any other shout outs? Uh, honestly, Ryan Brokoff is one of my other shout outs. Got signed by the 76ers an Australian. Mm. And I just like the idea of Ben Simmons just trying to get his Aussie friend. Like I like the idea of replacement players just trying to be guys that just will make their situation in the bubble better. You know, they're like, Ben yeah. Simmons needs a friend. This guy plays basketball also. Great. Ryan Brokoff, you're on the Sixers. Get yeah. in there. And Joel Embiid's like, I will never touch him, talk to him because I'm in my husband's. I think I think every every superstar, if you've made more than one all-star game in your career, you should be allowed to sign a bubble buddy to your team. Yeah, bubble buddy. That's good. You should get a bubble buddy. You should get mm-hmm. one pick that he gets in, he gets to be on the roster. LeBron and James brings yeah. in Kevin Hart, and everyone's just like, <laughs> yeah. man, I really don't want to beat the Lakers because I love Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is out there like it's the celebrity all-star game. Right? Yeah, he's just uh, like making everyone love the Lakers. Everyone's like trying to trying to take it at Justin Bieber and Ryan Rosillo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to shout out Tom Izzo, the greatest quarantine recruiter of all time. Uh, Monty Bates uh, commits to Michigan State. We, we, we hit that recently um, on the show. Uh, he's the number one recruit in, in all of the world. Uh, mm-hmm. Just recently got a commitment from Max Christie, the number one shooting guard. Also number one, the number one shooting guard in the yes. class of 2021, a f- another five-star guy. I don't know how Tom Izzo's doing it, Tate, but uh, he's figured out this quarantine recruiting thing. Um, he, he must be really, really good at Zoom calls. Yeah, I was going to say, I did see him on the TBT. He called into a game, and, you know, he's very jovial and, and having a I great watched that, time. too. He was yeah. saying nice things about Nick Ward, and that's when I realized, like, wow, this guy is good is really, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Nick, Nick Ward has something on Tom Izzo. We don't know what it is. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Tom Izzo is a great Zoom caller. He's a great recruiter. I don't I, – I feel like in some weird way, people have just started to realize that Magic Johnson went to Michigan State again. Like, I, like, it seems like a lot of these kids, you know, they're kind of like, forget. Yeah, they're like, man, there's been some great players here. And uh, I don't know. That, that, that's yeah. one thing I've noticed on all these announcements. They're bringing up these these guys like Magic. Um, that's cool for Tom Izzo. It's good for the Big Ten. Who's the who's the coolest uh, non-Magic Michigan State player? Uh, again, just word association. Mo-Pete. The first guy you think of, you think, but, but that resonates with the recruit, though, what I'm saying. Like, like who's the, you think it's Mo Pete? You <laughs> think like, Morris Mo- Peterson? Is yeah, the guy like, that, that's like, the guy. That's the guy that like 15 year olds are like, no, it's yeah. gotta be miles bridges probably. Right. The new kids are Jan- Yeah, Dre. I mean, Draymond might be the answer, I guess, but Ooh, like, he's kind of polarizing. I don't know how many guys are like, I want to go play where Draymond green played. Like, I'm sure there's like, some, but... I feel like miles bridges and Jaron Jackson are both like success yeah. stories for, of five-star guys that went there. They didn't really do much while they were there, but they love Michigan state and they went to the league and they were yeah. good. So 
Miles Bridges feels like he's going to – you just got to give him a little more time. He's going to be the He's going to be great. I love the Hornets. Yeah. I want another bubble just for the sheer fact of I want to watch the Hornets win it. But I also don't my, want another bubble because I don't want the logistics of it. So, I take it back. My answer is Zach Randolph. No, yeah, that's great. Zebo's a great one. Yeah, Zebo. Honestly, Zach Randolph is a great name for the Nets. Like, if you think of Tony <laughs> Allen. Yes. Like Tony Look, Allen, yes. Sean Stevenson is a great name. Like, guys like that. Yeah. Lance Stevenson. Where is he? Just like make the whole make the whole team out of those guys. Yeah. Adam Morrison. It's a it's a big uh, it's a big three team, but they're playing for the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> for, they're playing. They're technically playing. <laughs> technically, they're playing for an NBA championship, but uh, it, it feels like they're just playing for the big three. Um, Jason Richardson's another good one. Like Jason, Jason, Richardson. Jason Richardson himself, like his career. I, I don't think people like younger kids. They probably don't care that much. But you show those those NBA dunk contest highlights. I think that gets him. I think that pops. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think about like what the college basketball fan would say. I mean, like Kalen Lucas or like I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't maybe know. Shannon Denzel Brown. Ca- they'd say Cassius Winston. They'd be like, he's he's yeah. our guy. And Gary I'd Harris. Like, like I like Cassius Winston a lot. He came on this program. He's a friend of the program. He's not. He's not the answer. He's not the Michael Jordan of uh, mm. of Michigan State. But no, he's not. You know. Uh, congrats to Tom Izzo. Uh, couple more shout outs for me. Uh, shout out to the PGA tour. I'm a golf guy. You know, this I've been covered. I've been all over the PGA tour. Uh, the next two weeks, the PGA tour is in Dublin, Ohio at the, the, the course that Jack Nicholas built Mirrorfield village. Um, the Memorial, the, th- this weekend is the workday charity open. No idea what the hell that is. Uh, <laughs> next weekend is the Memorial Tate. That's the big one. That is the people in central Ohio call it the fifth major. <laughs> Which I, it's I like the players' like, championships. The fifth, there's yeah, like five yeah. different fifth majors. Yeah, there's five different fifth majors. The Memorial's one of them. And Tiger Woods is back. He he's, he announced today that he's going to be participating. He has won the Memorial five times. He loves. You want to talk about like the LeBron Jordan type? Like we're friends, but really I hate that guy. He thing. loves winning on Jack's course. Yeah. He loves winning on Jack's course. Jack hates that he wins on like Jack. It's it's they pretend like they love each other, but come on, come mm-hmm. on. Who, who's who's your goat in golf? Tiger or uh, Jack? Tiger, hundred percent. Well, then that, that contradicts your entire stance on Jordan versus LeBron. Do no, it doesn't. That, right? no, this it my, doesn't. No, this it is doesn't. my this is my point for everyone. If if you're a Jordan guy, you have to be a Jack guy. You no, have to because be. Tiger no and Jordan, t- Tiger and Jordan are cut of the same cloth. LeBron is. But Jack, LeBron Jack's won more than no. Jack's won more than Tiger. He's won more. I know he's won eighteen, and we all watched the competition. We all saw it. So the argument for Tiger is like Tiger. He hasn't won as much, but he's just like it's a different era. He's just, well. The, he's the just, problem with Tiger is that Tiger would have won twenty, but the world wanted to keep Tiger. They wanted to save Jack's record. Let's just be honest. They wanted to, in two thousand nine. In two thousand nine, when Y.E. Yang won that, I don't know how that happened. I don't know where Y.E. Yang came from, but they got in his head. He should have won. Hypocrites, all of you. Uh, if if you're a Jordan guy, you have to be a Jack guy. A Jordan Tiger guy. If, Jordan, if you're, Jordan and if Tiger you're, are friends, and they're all they're no. linked together. Yeah. If you're if you're if you're a Jordan same time period. If you're a Jordan and Tiger guy, all it tells me is you're just drunk on '90s nostalgia. That's it. That's yeah, all exactly. It tells me. And King Griffey. Yeah, that's that's what I, that, exactly. That was a great time. I love I love that period of time. Does every <laughs> argument for Tiger applies to LeBron? And every yeah, I don't know who cares. Look, let uh, me just anyway, say, let me just say LeBron James positive vibes only. Great player, <laughs> great player, great passer, great basketball player. Oh man, um, anything else? <laughs> no, that's all I got. I mean, I, right. I had I had to shout out the CP3 for equality on his jersey and the Jordan branding that's ahead, but yeah. I, I feel like I already shouted it out. So who's is shout out to uh, uh is it CJ McCollum that's doing group economics on the back of his jersey? Um, I don't know what group economics means. No one's explained this to me. It just means like like you're you're like 
distribute redistribution of wealth is that the idea i don't because like group is that not like it's very vague to me i'm very confused <laughs> the, by all like, of the all of the sayings are very vague they're very open-ended um uh, yeah equality yeah we all want i'm down to listen like i'm down to listen to what your cause is i want to hear what your point of view is but i just don't like group economics i see those two words together and i'm like that doesn't i don't i, don't I, get I still it. like the mean? idea of if you're going to open it up that you could put anything you should be able to put anything you know yeah. that's just yeah you can't say that for up front and then say, now here, the suggested yeah. one, because the imagination has gone too far. You know what yeah. I mean? That's what it is. I want to I put this idea in, in people's heads because uh, uh, this is something that we are going to be working. Just, I just want to do some, some pre-promotion here, Tate, that uh, we have an idea on the program to, to revisit scandals in college basketball. Mm. This is something that um, we, have, we have bounced around the idea a little bit. It feels like, uh, in the next month or so, we are really going to have to shift an overdrive into scraping the bottom of the barrel for content. But positive vibes only. We'll cross positive vibes only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when we get to that. But one of our ideas is we want to revisit scandals in college basketball and and just kind of remind everybody of what happened in the scandal. Uh, how serious was it really? Like we all lost our minds when it happened, but we're like was it, now that it's however many years has passed, like kind of what we did with the decision right here. Where we're like, yep. yeah, it's kind of funny looking back how. How, how mad people, people were. Yeah, how mad people were. <laughs> we're mad. So we want to do that with college basketball scandals. Uh, obviously, we would rather do like fun scandals like Bruce Pearl having a barbecue with Aaron Kraft or mm-hmm. Kelvin Sampson calling people too much. I don't know. I don't think we're the two guys to really revisit like the Baylor murder scandal. I don't think that's no, really no, what no, we're no, trying no, to do no, here. No. So uh, We're trying to keep it light. We're, we're trying to keep it light. light. So uh, if, if you have suggestions, feel free to throw them our way. Uh, that is something we want to do, though. We want to do like deep dives on scandals. We, we feel like that would be really fun to do. So if you have any uh, suggestions, we'll take requests. Tweet them at us. Tweet them at us. Let us know. We're trying to, especially like some that are, are people forget about, you know, yeah. like, uh, you know, like uh, we don't really need to do the Louisville one again. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's already, we've squeezed. No, that that, that's been the, the show for the past. Yeah, that's, like, been, that's, that's been, yeah, we don't, we don't really need to. And even the North Carolina, like I, I like doing the North Carolina one just cause you went there and it's kind of, but that just feels too recent. And like, well, I, I, I would rather do the thousand. first one. I want to do the flip. I want to do the Butch Davis scandal. Yeah, yeah. I want to do the one that it was like the front end where everyone's like, what, what's going on here? Let's I want to do, coach. I want to do the Jim Herrick. Uh, the, you want to do the North Carolina one. Why don't we just yeah. do the OG North Carolina, which is Jim mm. Herrick at Georgia, given mm. <laughs> doing the PE class and giving free grades. Like that's yeah. the, that's the, that's what North Carolina was. You know, it'd be fun. Honestly, I just said we shouldn't do ones that have been talked about a million times, but like Derek Rose would be interesting. Cause I don't really feel like people know all the details of that. They just yeah. know that there's something with SAT fraud and that's about it. And like to really break down, like should Memphis have lost their final four appearance? Should there, you know, yeah, no, I mean, like, that, that's a great one. I was trying to think about some other ones like that, where it's like, we've seen it after the fact, uh, like even back in the, even, even teams that could have been, had there not been some scandal leading into a season, maybe yeah. we'll find, uh, yeah, th- there's lots of options. It's ripe for options. And I think for you and I, it's well, Fab Mello in 2012 comes to mind, right? Mm. Wasn't he, uh, mm. wasn't, wasn't there some sort of Syracuse was really good and then he got help on a test or something. If I remember yeah, it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The Rashid, Rashid Suleiman transferring from Duke going to Maryland. It was like mm-hmm. some, yeah. Tons of, tons, yeah. tons of stories, yeah. Yeah, that one doesn't seem quite as fun. Yeah, that one doesn't <laughs> seem as fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just thinking that's well, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, that affected team. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, all right, that's the show. We did it. Positive vibes only. Um, wow. Positive vibes to, to everyone listening. Uh, it's, it's been, uh, you know, I, I thought this was good. I thought, I thought we needed to do this. I've been, I've been feeling the suck of, of the depression, of the weight of, like, all this going on and uh, it feels good to just kind of reset the system and, and try to have an optimistic and 
happy outlook on life because uh just stay in your um, bubble that, that that's our final all, message just get in your bubble stay safe in the bubble and and we'll all be okay I'm yeah in all, in all seriousness um i i have been struggling with this i i've been really 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 struggling in my mental health so i i wanted to bring this up just to say like if you're in the same boat uh don't feel like you know you're you're on an island here this is this is something that i don't know it feels weird to take because like uh, the the world around you, you know, you have like the Black Lives Matter situation. You have like all the the the, the economy is a disaster, and people are losing jobs, and people are getting sick, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not really affected by either one. I'm a white guy, like I don't deal with the police brutality, and I don't deal with the racism issues. And also, I'm lucky enough to still be doing this job and all that kind of stuff. So like, I feel sort of guilty that like as all this has been going on, I kind of hate it all. And I feel like a victim in a weird way where it's like life sucks and nothing's fun and everything's closed and this blows. But then I feel guilty about it. Cause I'm like, well, at least I'm not, you know, there are actual hardships going on in the world. I shouldn't be so sad. And uh, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, you shouldn't really compare your struggles to other people. So I just wanted to say that shout out. If, if, if you're one of those people and you're like, this blows, this absolutely blows. And there's no end in sight. Um, positive vibes only. It's okay. Yeah. Like it's okay to not be okay. It's okay mm-hmm. to uh, be overwhelmed by all this. You're not alone. I'm also overwhelmed. Um, and that's kind of why we wanted to do positive vibes only because this yeah, sucks. Right there with you, man. But yeah. uh, I don't know. It's, it's happening. The bubble's here. Joel Embiid is saving the day with his hazmat suit. And uh, all, all, is, all is going. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. We There's will, a light at the end of the tunnel. We'll be there soon enough. Yeah, we're, we're hoping so. And at the end of the day, right, if we can just take these scandals and storylines that are in college basketball, we at least can uh, deviate our minds from the, the sheer fact that everything is getting, you know, positive vibes only. Never mind. <laughs> How many times have we said <laughs> We really are just saying it to like try to remind ourselves. Uh, all right, that's the show. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks.